0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the You Know The Drill podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Paris, and my mate Robbie, two fourth-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is the podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, follow our podcast on your platform of choice, and check out our Instagram and TikTok at You Know The Drill Podcast. Thank you. So,
1: today we'll cover a question that we get asked quite a lot. What are the reasons why you should do dentistry or medicine? And how does one choose between the two? Honestly, before we start, I know it's a very hard question, and I just want to say on behalf of both me and Faris, everything we cover in this episode is our own opinion and thoughts. We are by no means criticizing or belittling one profession or the other, nor are we saying one profession is better than the other. These are just points that we hope will help you in making a decision if you're stuck choosing between the two. And maybe these tips will help you in your interviews too. If you're ever asked why dentistry and not medicine, or
0: why medicine and not dentistry, yes, sir. Yeah, um, but obviously, you know, we're dental students, so it's quite obvious which one we like more. As to take it with a pinch <laughs> of salt, but we'll try and be as uh, as civil as possible and um, <laughs> give you guys a nice, like, nice and uh, non biased view. Yeah. But yeah. I th- I think just before we even get into this, I think me and Robbie even had like a similar tra- trajectory in that I think everyone that kind of looks at dentistry also looks at medicine and everyone that looks at med looks at dent. Like you kind of look at the two, you see which one you like mm. more, and then you make a decision. So generally speaking, before you even listen to us, just the the best way I think you should learn about which one you like more is to try and get some work experience. I know it's really hard with COVID, but try your best to do it. If it's going to be virtual, if that means just talking to different dentists and medics and learning from their experiences, that also works too. So yeah, Yeah. just thought I'd put that in there uh, before we get into the into the points that we're going to make. Very good piece of advice. (laughs) Yes. Get the work experience. (laughs) Cool. All right. So the way we're going to kind of structure this is we're going to make the points like for dentistry over medicine, And then we're going to do med over dent and then we're going to kind of go over the general points. So yeah, that's it. That's an easy for you guys. Yeah, All right. Robbie, if you'd like to make the first point. Great. So for dentistry, (laughs) (laughs)
1: um, I think the first point I picked up on when I was applying was that um, it's easier to go into private practice earlier on in your career as a Mm. dentist. And I think having that option, is a, is good rather than just, you know, having to be confined to the NHS, which is, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it is, it's just nice to have that option, you know, to work in the two or to work in one primarily, you
0: Mm. know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it is an option of course, to go down the private route in, in medicine, but it's a bit more convoluted and can be a bit harder to integrate yourself into that system and it does usually require a higher level of specialization and training. And um, yeah yes. where where you need to be a consultant whilst in dentistry if if you really want to and if you're really driven and that confident, you can theoretically go straight into private once you graduate if if you really want to, yeah, um mm. so you know of course, there is an option with med, but it's 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 definitely, and no one can argue against it. it's way easier, and it's way more accessible to go into private in dentistry, and there's a greater establishment and infrastructure around it, so it means once you are in that system there is a bit of a blueprint. Whilst in medicine, it takes a bit of time to get to that point. So that is something that is um, in favor of dentistry. And it's not just, because I know a lot of you probably think, oh yeah, get the big bucks. It's not just the idea of money. It's the idea that you get a lot more creative freedom and independence with your work. Mm. And I think once you actually get into dentistry, you'll realize there's a lot of creativity and there's a lot of um, art involved with it uh, in terms of perfecting your craft and making sure that your patients have the best experience possible and having that ability to be private allows you to do so. Um, so that, that kind of leads into another point of, um, the fact that with dentistry, I feel like there's a high level of creativity with regards to the craft and things you yeah. get to do. Um, I think that the only thing that I can see has a similar level of creativity within medicine is things like surgery and particularly mm. like cosmetics or aesthetic treatment, uh, in the facial region. um, But yeah, like dentistry, just you you always, you know, I say this to Robbie, I I love it because you have a lot of ability just to have that creativity. I feel like sometimes it's like shaping Play-Doh or (laughs) like when you're playing with composite (laughs) or um, like looking at the proportions of a person's face, the proportion of their teeth. How how do I ensure that their smile looks fantastic? um, Get the correct arch, get the correct occlusion, get this, get that. I I really like that decision making, that problem solving and um, artistic flair that you get by being a dentist. And that's something that I can't see replicated in medicine. And if someone listening to this, you know, knows something in medicine where you can do that, please let me know, (laughs) because I'd I'd be very interested to to look into it. So
1: yeah, like we are interested to hear your points. So please do Mm. DM us or comment, like what your thoughts are. And yeah, like, like Faris was saying, surgery is the only other thing or cosmetic work that I can see Mm. in medicine, you know, allowing you to have a high level of creativity. Um, Another point I'd like to make for dentistry is that as a GDP, and I've made this point a couple of times in the past, um, you can literally do everything for your patient. What I mean by that is you make a diagnosis, you do examinations Mm -hmm. yourself, Mm -hmm. you take radiographs, you operate, and you do the procedure. Like you do it from start to finish and everything is is done like yourself rather than in a medical setting where you might have to refer to this department for something to take the x-ray and then the patient Mm -hmm. comes
0: back to you (laughs) and you examine the results. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, this is something that is extremely, extremely, extremely highly weighted to dentistry. Uh, with medicine, the amazing thing about it is it's a very segmented and systemic, not systemic, sorry. There's a system in medicine. So I think it's very, very efficient how the NHS works with medicine. So you have someone that has every single task that needs to be done. There's a, you know, there's someone for every step of the way, but in dentistry, the person that you have for every step of the way is the GDP, that practitioner. Sorry, GDP is general dentist practitioner for people that don't know. Yeah. Um, and that just means like a dentist. So, um, that's the thing that I really like is that you are in control of every single step. If something goes wrong, you know why it's gone wrong. When you send that lab report off, you know what's going on. You know what shade you're getting for that patient's dentures or prosthetics. You know exactly how it's meant to fit, exactly how it's meant to look. You have to make the adjustments yourself. You do this, you do that. You take, you put the, like, if we could go through the list of things that you do as a dentist, it's actually mental and it's so, so exciting. Um, And with medicine, of course, it's just as exciting. You have so many interesting opportunities, but no one, no one can argue with this. You do not have control over every step of that patient's treatment. You just don't. And that's one of the things I didn't like about medicine, the sense that I can help that patient and, you know, someone can argue, help people a lot more medicine than dentistry, which I a hundred percent do agree. Um, but the control that you have is very limited comparative to dentistry. So that, that is something to take into, con- take into consideration. Um, like you know, as Robbie said, really basic thing, with regards to like taking radiographs and we, we take our own radiographs and reports on them. Mm. In medicine, there's a whole other, you know, there's a whole there's a specialist sect of people, radio, radiologists, I know this because my dad's a radiologist, that just, you know, the whole point is they report on these images, they report on these more complex images. Yeah. So, you know, th- th- that's what I'm trying to explain. You have the ability to be multiple different um, practitioners in one, which is something I find really, really cool. Very rewarding. And yeah, just, uh, just yeah, I just like
1: it. <laughs> and it's not to say like you you can also refer in dentistry. You know, if, yeah. if you have a complex procedure, you can refer to kind of a subspecialty. Mm-hmm. Um, but like most of the time, like Faris and I said, you know, you are doing pretty much everything yourself from yeah. the beginning to the end. So
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So how about some points
0: for medicine now? Just to mix yeah. it up a bit, just just to we'll, we'll break it up a little because I know you guys were like, "Oh, these guys are just going to talk about dent the whole time." <laughs> um, one of the things that I think is really, really, really cool about medicine is the ability to specialise in a load of different things. Like I know with dentistry, you can do endodontics, uh, you can do perio, you can do prosthodontics, but with medicine, but but, but sorry, but that's all like um, centralised to one particular region, the mouth. Like the f- head and neck is basically the extent of what dentists can do. Yeah, with medicine there is so much more to explore. And I think that is so fascinating to learn about the anatomy of the whole body, uh, how things interact with each other, um, the different diseases, manifestations, how you can help that patient. And 100%, there is a greater notion um, to you know help people that have slightly more serious conditions. And that's just something to understand. Like you can deal with a lot of serious conditions in the mouth, but with medicine, there is a greater scope to um, identify things in, other regions Mm. of the body which i do find very very interesting Uh, and if i could live two lifetimes i probably would do medicine as as well but you know Mm -hmm. uh, i I want to have life
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i (laughs) i I agree i think um medicine is more varied and has more diverse Mm -hmm. specialisms like you were saying Mm -hmm. and it's just like the serious conditions this kind of ties into it It might be a very naive or immature opinion of mine but. The ability to save lives and have the potential Mm. of saving lives is so appealing. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. watch any, any shows, any medical shows, you know all that drama and and that satisfaction when 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 you
0: see someone's life being. I love, saved. How, I love how you say medical shows <laughs> if everyone doesn't know you talk about great <laughs> anatomy. Like that's that's what you're thinking of, bro. <laughs> um, but but yeah, honestly, like that
1: satisfaction, yeah. that reward of saving mm-hmm. a life and having the potential to do so only really comes with with medicine. You can yeah. you can like you said deal with uh, like you know serious conditions in the mouth and save a life that way by detecting. Mm. malignancy early on Mm. for example but but with medicine you know working in A&E you know saving lives like on a daily basis is crazy I think it's so rewarding and it's so cool honestly I'm I'm, I'm sounding
0: like a little kid here but (laughs) yeah yeah I think it is cool but um Yeah, I I could go down a whole other rabbit hole about this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But um, yeah, there is a there is a very interesting scope in medicine in terms of this idea of saving lives. Even though, actually, I'm gonna make the point. Even though most with 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 regards to most doctors, your job isn't necessarily just saving that person's life; you're just improving their quality of life. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, (laughs) cool. Um, Yeah, but that is that is something that I do find uh, very interesting with medicine, and I and I do feel like. with medicine, one of the things is you do really get to hone your craft. Like with medicine, I'd say if you don't go down the route, 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 route of being a GP, mm-hmm. the fact that you get all these like specialties that you can go down is very interesting. Like I know we said that, but it's it's just something that I find really really cool to hone in on. Um, there is a lot more scope for that independence and um, you know just generating so much more interest in the different regions of the body rather than just the mouth. So yeah, that's, that's kind of a point to med in a sense. Yeah. Um, I was
1: just thinking as well, like with, with medicine, you know, how you were saying you can go into private practice, but only like once you're specialized, really. Yeah. Is it common for you to like be able to open up your own private practice like you can do with dentistry or would you go to work for like a private company like
0: Bupa or, or someone mm. like that? Do you know? Yeah, you, you can open up a private practice in um medicine. You need a lot of capital. So you need, you know, that money in the start mm-hmm. to actually get set up. Um, but yeah, you know, it can be done. It can be done. But the idea here is you need that credibility, don't you? So why someone go to you if you're not a consultant, basically? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, you you can open a practice up. You can. It can, okay. it can still be done. I just think that it's more common to see a private dental practice than it is to see a private. Uh, yeah, medical yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think due to the impact of COVID and long waiting lists in the NHS, the demand for private medical healthcare has definitely shot up. Um, I'd like to see the statistics on it, but that's just based on my personal opinion. Mm. But yeah, it's, uh, it's it's interesting to to look into.
1: So maybe that's a point in favor of dentistry. You get to open up your mind mal- or you have more opportunity to open up your own business and mm. become a businessman. Um, yeah. Or woman. Or woman. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's very intriguing because then you're not doing dentistry as a career, you're juggling mm. dentistry and business. So it gives you a kind of a variation and you're less likely to get bored, but you yeah. Also, of course, there comes a level of stress with running your own business um, yeah. that you have
0: to maintain. Um, that's one thing I was, yeah. it's good you mentioned this idea of stress because one thing I'd say definitely in favor of medicine is uh, the litigation rates in dentistry are, <laughs> oof, they're, they're, they're quite high. So yeah. Yeah, um, that's something, obviously there is a litigation in medicine and you have to deal with the GMC, but um, I think it's, it's quite well documented that dentistry does have a high litigation rate, very high levels of stress. Um, Unfortunately, um, high levels of suicide as well. So that is something to to be aware of if you do want to go down a career of dentistry. A lot of people do kind of overshadow it. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's fine." You kind of you know you just have to learn the system, but it's something to consider. If you make a a few small mistakes, it can completely change your life. And that is something that, whilst it is present in medicine, um, with dentistry, you just unfortunately hear way more horror stories there. So you do have to keep, bear that in mind and understand that there are there is a higher potential for stress, there's higher potential for litigation in dentistry, um, comparative to medicine. Uh but and one thing I also put is a caveat to all of this is surgery. I think surgery I'm gonna consider as its own part of kind of sect of medicine mm-hmm. that because there's a lot of different factors that go into surgery and the lifestyle that you have is very, very different to um most uh medical practitioners. Yeah. So just just bear that in mind.
1: Yeah. Um Another point for dentistry I'd like to make is mm. um, you get higher initial earnings. So you always hear yeah. about how poorly junior doctors are paid, how mm-hmm. many you know hours they're working, yet they're still getting poor pay. With dentistry, once you graduate and you go into your foundation training or, or private, whatever you want to go into, um, you get higher initial earnings. So I feel like it's easier to kind of establish yourself and, if you wanted to, I don't know, start a family. I'm not saying you couldn't with medicine. I'm just saying you would be in a better financial position to do so, um, once graduating from, from dentistry in those initial kind of years, if that makes sense. I don't know yeah. what, what's your outlook on that, Faris? Uh, well, what? just, you mean like in terms of income generally? Yeah, just initially, initially as well, because I know mm. with medicine, you you can get up to that level after a bit mm. of training or a few years down the line. Yeah, a lot I'm saying, training, yeah. I'm saying, initially, you know, mm. after five years of studying, and yeah. like you, you literally just graduate. We it's known that the NHS pays more for foundation trained dentists than yeah you know, foundation trained medics.
0: medics. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think it's nice to feel that your time is worth money. Uh, when you invest five years into something, it it takes a lot of sacrifice. And I feel like when you see your friends graduating in their third years, um, from other courses and getting jobs and getting good incomes, it's a bit depressing and upsetting. Um, so I think it is a point in dentistry favor that you feel like, you know, okay, you get a good earning when you graduate. Mm. Um, but I do think it's like a temporary thing, because at the end of the day, you do the foundation training for like one, two years, maybe. Mm. And then after that, you're going to probably work in a mixed practice or, or an NHS practice, depending on what you want to do. Um, and your earnings is going to change. And that's the same with med.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I, I do think that there is greater um, income um, progression in, in dentistry than medicine, though, 100%. With medicine, it's very, th- this is my understanding of the payment scheme in the NHS. Mm. with medicine it's based on your years of training. Um, and that allows you to enter certain, um, like wage caps. So if you're at a certain level of training within X number of years, you are able to qualify for X number of income. Um, it's not like, Oh, I can just negotiate myself into a really, really high contract. Um, comparative to this other person that is also doing the same job. So that's something that's not the same in dentistry. Dentistry, there is like a reliance on your personal negotiation skills, your ability to find a good practice, your ability to work out how long you want to work, how many cases you want to take on, what types of cases you want to take on. Um, So there's a lot more creativity in the income that you generate. So yeah, Yeah. that's my point on that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, What about work-life balance? Which one Mm. do you think is better for
0: having a work-life balance? (laughs) I feel like this is literally like an anti-med show, you know? Um, With with work-life balance, I'd say again, dentistry. But again, caveat here. One of the, you know, I might as well throw this in as well. One of the professions in medicine that's very similar to dent is uh, being like a GP. So if you want to have like a decent work-life balance and have, um, even though I think they're completely different, but, you know, I guess in terms of work-life balance, they're similar, then you can be a GP within medicine. But with regards to all other medical professions, um, generally speaking, I would say, yeah, you definitely get a much better work-life balance with dentistry. Um, But my my other caveat to that is your work-life balance is built upon your commitment to work. So some people will say, yeah, it's a good work-life balance because they just want to work two days a week and financially they can work on those two days a week. Um, But for other people, Even though they have the option to do two days, they might not want to do it due to income, this and that. So just because there is that work-life balance doesn't mean that everyone gets access to it because you never know how much you're going to be earning, what your lifestyle is going to be like. So just take it with a pinch of salt because everyone's like, oh yeah, I can just work two days a week as a dentist. Well, you can, but that doesn't mean it's going to support the lifestyle that you might envisage. So just just bear that in mind.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. But I would also argue it uh-uh. for the side of medicine. There are some specialities where, you know, you, you can still have a very good work-life balance and, you know, the hours would be similar to that of a dentist. So, for example, a GP, you know, nine to five, um, pretty much is similar to, a, to a, a dental, a dentist, sorry. So I think you can still have a good work-life balance if, depending on your speciality in medicine as well. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, and then I think a final point I just wanted to make for <laughs> for medicine is yes. slightly slightly controversial, so I will say, you know, just take this with a with a with a pinch of salt um, there was an article in the b d j so the British Dental Journal that was published in twenty sixteen and the title is a highly Competitive Environment. So it says in this article that there's a 15 to 1 ratio of applicants to places in most undergraduate dental schools in the UK. It also states that medicine has approximately four to five times more places, and there are twice as many undergraduate medical schools as dental schools. So...
0: um. I'm waiting for this bit because this is going to make every single medical student in the entire country mad. But I'm just going to say it with chess. Dentistry is hard to get into than medicine. Just accept it. So, cool. All right. We've said it now. Um, And let's let's explain our reasoning. So, firstly, I want to make something very clear. This is based on statistics. Statistics can be gamed. There's so many different factors that you need to take into consideration when you're trying to analyze if something's harder than the other. We get it. But due to just bare statistics... um, if you're looking also just at the number of places, the sheer number of places that med- medics have compared to dentists, I'll, I'll let you guys have a little little think about what you think the proportions are. And I'm just going to tell you. So the Office of National Statistics this year published the number of dental places that were given. So for dental students, it was 933 dental students were taken on this year. Medical students, it was 8,032. Yeah, I'll just let that set in for a little bit. 8,032. That is mad. Um, on top of that, there's also been a new um, uh, what's it called? Is it? Yeah, new policy passed by the government, which is uh, leading to a 20 percent rise in the number of places that's going to be given for medics to deal with the demand. So it just kind of shows you like there's a lot of places, like a lot, um, and the number of undergraduates applying for or the number of places for undergrad dentistry is actually reducing. So you you've got to understand here. In terms of sheer numbers, it is harder to get into dentistry because there is much less places. There is a massive competition. Um, I think the ratio of um, applicants to places is like fifteen to one or something. Mm, yeah. So you do un- have to understand that you know if you want to if you want to consider the difficulty of things, dentistry is hard to get into in terms of just sheer application numbers and sheer probability of getting in. Yeah, I will. I will just. Um...
1: Make a very small correction. It's the Office for Students that published this data. Just in case Sorry, anyone for students. Just,
0: wants to wants to check the stats. Yeah,
1: just in <laughs> case anyone wants check check the stats. And um, they also run a they run like a data collection survey on behalf of the Department for Health and Social Care and Health Education England. So they actually publish not just the target intakes, which Faris was saying, but the actual you know intakes you know that would. In the academic year, so in in twenty nineteen twenty, there was nine thousand four hundred and fifty people that were taken in for medicine, and one thousand mm. one hundred and twenty one for dentistry. So mm. you're looking at almost nine times more. And in twenty 2020, twenty 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 one, it was ten thousand four hundred for medicine and one thousand one hundred again for dentistry. Yeah. So you're looking is, at it, almost ten man. times more.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, like, again, we're saying this kind of in a jokey way, but on a serious note, they are both difficult courses to get into, yeah. but you do have to understand, like, for some people, you've got to have a hard look at yourself, you look at your application, and let's say you really like them both equally, there there are, you know, a lot of medical schools, there's a lot more options. There's a lot more variation in the selection process. There's a lot more, you know, like if you get a lower UCAT, there's so many medical schools that will take you into consideration due to a lower UCAT. Mm. There's way more medical schools that take the BMAT that you might be able to take that instead. Like mm. with dentistry, you mess up your UCAT, you really limit the selection of places you can go to. There's only 14 dental schools that you can apply to yeah. for undergrad. So, you know, and, and and we're saying this and we're going into this a bit of depth because we do understand that these applications are hard and you do need to understand that you need to be clever and you need to understand that. Um, be realistic with yourself. Like maybe you just haven't got the criteria or you haven't hit the criteria to get into a dental course. Like that's, yeah. that's life. It happens sometimes and it's absolutely fine. But you always have, to, everyone fails at one point in their journey. And there's some points where, you know, you might be, have a bit of a disappointment with your results and that means you don't get in the traditional way. And it might be you get into dental school, medical school, a few years down the line, you fail and you repeat a year. Like it happens to the best of us. So just uh, just bear that in mind as to why we're mentioning this idea of competitiveness. And also, it's just a bit of an ego, but it's for us, so, you know, just accept that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, couldn't have put it better myself. Just <laughs> yeah.
1: a little tiny point to round off. I would yeah. say, if you're struggling between the two, mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad choice to have. Medicine yeah. and dentistry is a great professions. They both require very similar skills, so things like good communication and leadership and professionalism. Um, so they are mm-hmm. similar, and it's not a bad choice to have. And like, just to say. Just to go back to that point that you made Farris right at the beginning. If you're yeah. really, really stuck, get some work experience. That's the best way to tell um, what you want from yeah. and which profession you're leaning more towards.
0: So that's, yeah, exactly. that's it for me. Exactly. And at the end of the day, like we were kind of, I know we were saying like, oh, are we competitive work, but they're both very competitive. And the standard of people that are going in to get into these are going to be very high. So just bear that in mind that you've got to work hard, but that hard work will pay off. And if any of you don't believe us with regards to competitiveness, please do DM us. We'll send you all the papers. We'll send you all the statistics as you like. Um, So yeah, fantastic. Cool. Lovely. So thank you for listening to the You Know The Drill podcast. And to find out more about dentistry, the application process, and stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you follow at You Know The Drill podcast on Instagram and TikTok and at Ferris Dent on YouTube for all your dental needs. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers.